Welcome to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Now let me just share something about us encountering our communities together is yesterday we had a great time launching and we went through our curriculum, but it was more than just the curriculum. It was us being able to have transparent dialogue and says, you know what? I need you in my life. I need you to keep me maybe accountable. Maybe I need you to keep me accountable on the Daniel fast. And just, it could be something basic like, how many know that we're better by having someone How many of you guys just like to hide and like sometimes there's a part of you that I like being by myself. I don't want no one knowing what I'm doing. Come on. There's a part of all of us that are like that. That's the the part of us that came from the snake in the garden that we want to stay hiding. We don't want anybody like asking us about ourselves. But come on, we're called to do life together. And this is not, there's no control. No one's going to, you don't have to get up and share everything in front of everybody. But relationships are important and so uh, we wanted just to share who the folks are starting down from Jim and Janine down on on the far right over there and Chuck and Wilma Jennifer and Wes Terrence and Regina Janet and Ron Javier and Laura Pat and Sandra Courtney Patrick Portia Anna Ashley and uh, there may be some other folks as well and so this is for Scott bless Scott sorry so Anyhow, so today, after the service, this is how the service is going to end today. These folks are going to be in different areas of the sanctuary and the foyer. And you get to come to them and they'll take out their smartphone or the tablets that we'll have. And if you don't know, or if you need a physical, if you need a physical sign-up sheet, but we want you to get signed up because we're actually launching these communities this week and they're going to go for the first, the, for the next two months we'll complete our first rotation our first semester will be done at the end of march and so how much what we're doing in in encounter church we are going through the 90-day transformation come on i don't know about you but i said lord i want to be a different person at the end of this first semester and it's going to happen from me just saying you know what i need people in my life speaking into me just because I'm the pastor doesn't mean I don't have people speaking into my life, but I also need to come to a new place of consecration, a new place of sanctification, a new place of dedication, and a new place of devotion to the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, it's not, yes, we're, we're doing this together. And so our heart, Pastor Portia, myself, and all of us, our leaders, it's a heart is that we do it together that we get somewhere together. And so, come on, this is not a forceful thing, but there, remember the verse of scripture I gave you, Psalm 110? I didn't just come up with that, but there's a scripture that I'm praying over you that says, your people will be willing in the day of your power. Come on, how many say, Lord, I need a new yes, I need a new willingness in my life to come to a new place in my walk with you? Because I want to walk with, I want to be more like Jesus. Remember Pastor Portia last week, she says, I want to look like my daddy. I want to look like my daddy. And so, amen. Look, let's just stretch our hands to everyone here and all of you because we're, there's no little uh, big eyes, little U's. We're in this together. And so, Lord, bless all of our communities and our, as our encounter us house churches, Lord, as we gather, Lord, in person or Zoom, Lord, that you're going to connect us with one another, that we'll know a new sense of strength and life and community and relationship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, the Lord bless you guys all. You're dismissed to go back to your seats and online. Hopefully you caught that. All right. Amen. How many of you guys are ready for round three? 
All right, ready of round three. And so actually today also you see this, the transform. This is what we're going through. And so today, um, you don't have this, but I just want to encourage everyone today at the table in the foyer. Afterwards, get your, get your journal and, and put your name in it. Because how many of you guys forgot what you did yesterday already? You forgot what was preached last week. We forgot. Come on. Come on. Pastor Porsche always says this, that a short pencil is better than a long memory. And so the importance of having a journal, some of you guys say, well, I don't like journaling. I don't need to do that. Well, it's not about you. Everyone say it's not about me. It's a way for us to be able to go back and track and document and say, hey, this may help you when you do your devotion tomorrow morning when you're reading your scriptures, this scripture day one. You know what I do in my scripture reading? I cheat. You know, what I do, I read ahead. It's just because I know like day two and three, I may fall off, so I read it. This is just throwing that in there. So if you have time, read day one, two, and three. Get ahead, okay? Get some, get some money in the bank. You know what? Uh, it was funny because our son, one time when he was little, he was like, you know, he just thought money came out of the machine. If you don't have any in the, anything in the bank, you can't withdraw any deposits. Okay, and so if you don't have any word in the bank, if you don't have any prayers in the bank, so he was just like, you want some money, Ma? Just go put that card in that machine and hit those buttons. And, he, and we're like, yes, but you have to have money in the account to make the green come out, okay? And so it's the same way in our spiritual lives. Come on, we, say we, have, to, we have to put a surplus in, the, in our account. And so in our devotional times, in our reading times, just say, Lord, this is important to me because you're important. We don't want to just do life. Jesus, we know this. He says that man doesn't live by Chick-fil-A alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so one of the things, part of our Daniel, starting off the, the, or going through the rest of the month on the Daniel fast, is saying, Lord, help our appetites. Come on, how many of you guys got some appetites that need to get changed, right? And, and one of the basic appetites is food. Come on, how many of you guys know we all like to eat? Remember the video that we saw last week? How many are, you're a foodie. Come on, you're a foodie. All of us, you're a foodie. You like to eat food, cook food. And, and so when you look at the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, what did God deal with? He dealt with their appetites. He dealt with, he brought them out. And the first thing, they got tested. And so here they saw their miracle. I know I'm looking at Jeremiah and Tanner in the back, and they're like, oh, I don't want to. Like someone told me, said, some young person says, you know, Pastor Steve, I don't know Daniel like that. <laughs> and so, so we're just saying, well, get to know Jesus. It's not about Daniel. Come on, it's about Jesus. But you think what he did is they saw the miracle power of God, and then they took him out of, out of Egypt, and they were on their transition to the promised land, and they got tested in their appetites. And they didn't even have, they didn't have a little bit of water, and they started to murmur and complain after they saw the mighty powers of God. And then then they started complaining. And so food is something that's an addiction. Come on, there's Pastor Steve. I can be addicted to food. And so we all can be addicted. We may not be addicted to drugs or weed or, or sex or alcohol. Maybe there's some other things. But by coming to a place and saying, Lord, I'm going to concentrate myself and I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up some coffee. Come on, how many coffee addicts do we have in here? Pastor Steve, I love coffee. I love it. You're like, okay, I know I'm stepping on. I know I'm hating. you're hating on me right now. You're not giving up. You don't, have, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. You don't really have to. And so I'm not going to tell you what to give up, but I just know for Pastor Steve, Pastor Steve loves Starbucks, and I go to Starbucks, and I'll get four shots of espresso with some hot. 
I like it. I don't like weak coffee. But anyhow, I know for me, I'm going to say, you know what? I got to do it. I must say, I must do it. Now, we're not legalists. We're not dominating anybody. But my point is, let's do something. Or our Pastor Steve is motivated to say, Lord, I need to die to myself in these areas and come out. And so, why? Because we want to give the rest of this month, the first month of the year, to the Lord. And so don't let it be legalistic. Don't be. But if you don't turn off, where's my phone? I almost broke my phone. Good thing I don't have my phone right here. Good. But if you don't turn off your hell phone, your Facebook, your news feed, your Instagram, your Twitter, everything that feeds your life and feels like you need to respond to. Now, some of us need to go on a media fast. Maybe you're not going to give up coffee, but can you give up some media? Can you give up going on Facebook or going on and listening to that? How many of you guys, when you're in the morning, and I'm, I'm, this is not even my notes, and you may, but how many, when you wake up, you wake up to your phone, you see your news feed first thing in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, you see your news feed, you see what the news has to say. You know it, all you see is what the news feed says. Turn off the news feed and say, Lord, let me get into your feed. And say, Lord, let me just, let me fill my heart and fill my life with you. Can you imagine that in the early church, they didn't have telephones, they didn't have TVs, and I'm not against any of that. But my point is, what are the things that we allow to feed us? What are the things that we allow to come into our heart, into our spirit, and into our mind that we, we think are so important that we need? And so I'm challenging you just like I'm challenging myself. Let's say, Lord, let me starve myself some of that. So, Because Taryn shared this with the men. If all we do is go on a diet. Now, how many of you guys know when you start a diet, you think about food even more? Come on, right? First thing you know, all the things you can't eat. I can't eat Chick-fil-A or I can't eat Colonial Donuts. So let, come on, this is not a diet. It's not a thing. There's no stress here. But my issue is, it says, let's say, Lord, I want to come to a new place of consecration with you. And so if uh, I know for me, I'm just going to share, Pastor Steve, I need, to, I need to go on a complete fast because if I play with food, it's going to dominate me. So for me, Pastor Steve, my, I'm just going to tell you how to pray for Pastor Steve. For the first three days, I'm going to try to go for a complete fast, just water fast. Uh, just so you pray for Pastor Steve because I want to, I, I just want to say, you know what? So when I come off my water fast, then I'll be able to stay on my Daniel fast. And if whatever you do, but that's how Pastor Steve, because I know if, if I just like, oh, come on, food dominates us. It dominates us. And this is, come on, it dominates us. Okay, now we don't want to be dominated by anything else but the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And so that's, that's just my take on the, on the Daniel fast. And so you can get this guideline. And so let's go ahead and, and look at uh, our slides. We're talking about being transformed. Now turn with me in your Bible, share if you can put that up there. Turn to the book of Acts chapter 2. Now I know in our flesh, in our flesh, we hate the Daniel fast. Our flesh, Jesus said, your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. We have a friend. Her birthday is always January, whatever it is. It's like middle of January. So she said, Pastor Portia, would you please make me a German chocolate cake so I can eat it before I start the fast? So anyhow, here am I talking about food already. But here, Acts chapter 2. And we're going to talk about community and being transformed. But Acts chapter 2, starting with verse, before we get to verse 40, let's, let's start at verse 34. This is Peter after 
Pentecost, it was actually probably the same day or the next day, Pentecost happened. Here was Peter. He was transformed. Now, Peter, if you think about transformation, Peter was transformed. Peter, just a couple months ago, was denying Jesus. Now he gets restored and he's coming and he gets touched by the power of God in Acts chapter 2 with the, with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and he gets up and he starts to declare the word of God out of his heart. Now I love this because one of my favorite verses is God says, I'll take out Jeremiah 31 and it's quoted through the nest and he says, I'll take out your heart of flesh, our heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and I'll write my laws and my, mind, my words upon your heart and on your mind. And everyone can know me. It won't be just a special few. And so the promise in the New Testament is God pouring out his spirit upon his people, all of us, that you and I, that we can know him. And it's not a struggle to delight in God. It's not a struggle to read our Bible. It's not a struggle to pray an hour or two. It's not a struggle to come to church and worship for an hour and get on your faith. It's because it's something you've been touched on the inside by the power of the spirit of God. And when your spirit responds to his spirit, time doesn't even exist. So say, Lord, lift us above time and space and our own schedules and everything else that we deem important. And so here is David, and he says this. He's quoting this verse, and it says, verse 32, This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses, therefore being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. What was he talking about? He was talking about the manifestation of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And then he quotes David in verse 34. He says, for David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself, here's my verse, Psalm 110. He says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to him, repent. You know what repentance is? It's what you and I are coming into right now for the next. It's just changing. It's turning. It's turning. Repentance is not, a, is not a bad word. But come on, how many of you know when you hear that word, your flesh is like, repent, repent. No, all it means is to change your mind. It means to change the way you've been doing things and turn towards the Lord. Repentance just means turning. And so he says to them to repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off. That's us. And as many as the Lord God will call. Everyone just lift your hand and say, Lord, let a fresh baptism come upon me. Lord, baptize me again, Lord, in your love. Come on, just when you went down in the waters of baptism. Remember in the waters of baptism, there was a cutting away of the old and you would walk in newness of life. There was a cutting away of that old nature, that old man, that part of you that wants to dominate you, that part of you that is, 
is carnal, that part of you that's the old nature. And so they said there was a cutting away. And so, Lord, let there be a fresh cutting away, even as many of us have already been water baptized, Lord, but we have to live in the truth of it, in, in the faith of it, Lord. And so let us walk in newness of life and not just water baptism, but the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. And so, Lord, let there be a purging. Let there be a refining. Let there be a purifying, Lord, of everything in our life that's not like you, everything that's not holy, everything that's not true, everything that's not honest, oh God, Lord, come and purify your people, oh God. Purify your church, Lord God. Purify us, Lord, as we come to this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so here, now this is the context for verse 40. And with many other words, he testified. Who was he? That's Peter. And he exhorted them saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his words were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. That's pretty good, huh? That's a pretty good altar call, 3,000 people. And here it is. This is the verse of our communities. This is why we are establishing all of our Encounter Us communities because it's a principle of the early church foundation and found in the book of Acts when the early church was launched. And it says, and they continue steadfastly. Come on, how many of you guys say, I want to continue steadfast? Come on, it's not how you start, Pastor Portugal. I say, it's not how I start, but it's how I finish. Come on, I want to be a finisher. I want to continue steadfast. I don't want to trip up in the apostles' doctrine. That's the word of God. And in fellowship, in breaking of bread, and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together. They had all things in common. And they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those that were being saved. So why are we doing this? Say, because the Lord is into addition. Come on. The Lord is into multiplication. And the Lord wants to add people to his church through me. Come on, put, take your finger out and say, through me, through us. And so the Lord being added. And so our communities, our houses, restaurants, our Zooms, wherever they're, those are communities where what? We get to invite people and see them added to the church according to Scripture. And we can break, as it says in Acts 2.42, that we can break bread together. We continue in the apostles' doctrine, which is the Word of God, and also in prayer and fellowship. So everyone smile at your neighbor and say, I need you. Come and say, I need you. All right, here we are, our transform. I'm just going to follow you. Thank you, Sharon. I'm just not even going to look at this. And so let's just go ahead and look at this, our transform. And then after this, we'll get together and have our little connection party. So I, I like doing it this way. Let's go to the next slide. It says, Jesus says, wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, I will be right there with them. And this is Paul from the book of Timothy. He says, I'm writing these instructions so you will know how to live in the family of God. That family is the church. Come on, everyone say, I'm the church. I'm the church. You're the church. It's not this, it's the structure. It's the, the people of God. It's the ecclesia, the called out ones. Next slide, dear. 
Where's that clicker, James? No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> it's technology. Good job. Thank you. Okay, so what does an encounter us community do? What do we do? Okay, we're, they committed themselves to learning the teachings of the apostles. That's one thing we do. We get together and what? We eat the word of God. Okay, not preach at each other, but just to share it with one another. We're going to go fast here, Shara, so I'll... Okay. They practice learning how to love. Come on, how many of you guys, sometimes you, don't, you like people, but you don't really feel like loving them? Come on, you don't even feel like loving yourself sometimes, okay? Or your spouses, or your dog, or whatever, your kids, okay? But it says that they joined with each other, believers in fellowship. They were... I'm going to put this... I'm, let's, let's cross out that word like. Let's say they were family. They were family to one another. Come on, they're family. How many of you know that we're family? Don't you realize you didn't get to pick your parents, kids? And kids, you didn't get to pick your kids. Maybe some of you guys did if you got... But you didn't get to pick your brothers and sisters. How many of you guys got to pick your brothers and sisters? Nope. I have nine of them. I'm thankful that I was the ninth of ten. So I got to... You know, it was a little easier. I think if you were up in the chain, you had a little bit harder. By the time I came around, Janine, don't look at me like that. Anyhow, by by the time I came around, my parents were like, you know, ah, you guys know what I'm talking about. You know, the first child, everything is like after the second or the third, they're like, oh, just throw the kid away, whatever. They, they wear, that's right, they wear you down. So my parents were worn down by the time I came around. And so they were family to each other. Come on, we're family. And they committed themselves to life together. Come on, we're doing life together. Not just doing church, not just coming here to do Sunday morning together, but to do life together. Thank you. Good. We eat together. Daniel fast food. No. <laughs> They shared in fellowship with meals. That's one thing we're going to do together. We're going to eat. You are going to eat. Come on, you'll you'll be able to eat together. There will be a time for us to share meals together and uh, share the word, share fellowship and share meals. They eat meals together in their homes, eating with great joy and generosity. And so if you come to someone's house, bring a dish. Or I don't know how you're going to do that on a Zoom, but maybe they'll come with Zoom Zoom meals or something. I don't know how that's going to work. But uh, all right, next slide there. Encounter us communities. What do we do? We pray for each other. How many know that we can't cover every person's prayer needs? We'll try. We'll pray for you. You send it in. Send it to our intercessors. You send it to Sister Judy. We'll get it on Tuesday morning, Tuesday night. You can text us or whatever. We'll pray for you. But how many know there's some, something like having someone close to you that can pray for you? They'll spend time praying together. And maybe it's not in front of the whole the whole community maybe it's afterwards when there's something that you need a private prayer for and so there's a time for us to build relationships and have a prayer partner amen next slide please they shared everything with each other and helped each other when anyone in the group had a need had a need that's 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 contrary to our lifestyle sometimes we don't even want to share what our needs are because sometimes we get like, oh, I, how you doing? I'm fine. I don't need anything. I'm fine. But come on. We need one another. We do have needs. And so we can share. And how many know we all have blind spots? And we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. And my strength may be your weakness. And my weakness may be your strength. And someone, one thing, someone once told me, they says, don't judge other people through your strength. 
And what does that mean? Something that's easy for you, maybe it's your personality, maybe it's your gifting, maybe it's something that just comes easy to you because God has given you a grace for that, and then you expect other people to be like you. Come on, who does that in life? We all do it. And then when another person, they don't meet your expectation, uh, you're judging that person through your strength. I can do that very easily. I'm like, man, why can't they just be on time? You know, I hate late people. No, I don't hate anybody, but... Uh, but no. But my point is, I, I tend to be a very punctual person. And so, but that's just one little, little thing. So don't judge people through our strengths. And so God has given each of you some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other, to be able to help. And don't help someone if they don't ask for it. Some of us want to help everybody. Everyone say help yourself first. Everyone say worry about yourself. This is my number one worry about yourself. We have too many people. Didn't Jesus say this? Why are you looking at the speck in your brother and your sister's eye when you got a big giant tree sticking out of yours and you don't even realize it? Who in here has ever seen the little the YouTube video, little baby in the car, and she says to her parents, worry about yourself. That was it. So, so everyone, come on, say, we're going to focus on ourselves. Next slide, please. And it says, we want to make our community a priority. This is a verse today. How many of you guys got your, your Bible app out? Hebrews chapter 10. This is the verse of today. It says, let us not neglect us coming together as some people have a habit of doing. And that could be church or your encounter. Let us not give up the habit of meeting together. Instead, let us encourage one another daily. Don't you know that's why when we come, by us being able to speak, Ron, I appreciate you. Ron, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, Ron, for your prayers. And being able to speak words of life to one another, to see someone else in our congregation, whether it's physically or in the spirit, you're praying for them, and to declare a word of encouragement. How many of you know a word of encouragement, a word of appreciation, that goes a long way. And that it says to stir us up into faith, into good works. It says, you know what? You're great. For me to be able to say, Matt, Matt, you're called to be a great young man. You're called to be a, a success in everything you do. To be able to speak that over his life and say, Matt, dream big. Dream big, Matt. Don't let, there's no limitations. Why? Why? Why can't we stir each other up for faith and good? There's enough, there's enough death. There's enough fear. There's enough unbelief around us that we can just live just mediocrity, mediocre, just barely getting by. I wonder if I'm going to be able to pay the bills. I wonder if I'm going to have enough food. I wonder if I'm going to be able to get the clothes. Come on. Didn't Jesus, you always hear me say that, but this is Christianity 101. Jesus says, why do you worry about those things? If my father knows how to feed the birds and clothe the flowers... And he says this term, much more. Aren't you worth much more than they? Amen. Come on, you know that you and I are created in the image of God. Out of all of his creation, only us, only you, only me were created in the image of God that you and I are special, you're special, and you and I are called to have dominion over areas of life that want to pull us down. Next slide, please. So we make our, our community a priority. Now, here's a good one. Share my thoughts with humility. Don't act like you know it all, all even if you do. Even if you know the answer. Uh, share with humility. So don't try to act 
important. But enjoy. Now, people that are insecure have this issue. So we're going to let the Lord deal with all of our insecurities. Okay, don't let me try to prove that I'm smart, okay? Even if you are. You don't have anything to prove. Come on, look around and say, I don't have to prove anything. So even when you come to church, we're not putting on a show here. We're not trying to perform. We're not trying to outdo anybody. And so it says, don't try to act, I should say, more important than you are. That's scriptural, because that is, there's a scripture that says, but enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. How many of you guys know somebody that just think they know everything? <laughs> they always got the answer for everything. Do you know, I'm going to tell you something. Do you know what a great response is if someone asks you a question? I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. I don't know. I don't know. You could say, I don't know. But come on, how many of you guys think, you know, oh, I think it must be this, and I think it may. Just shh. Just say, I don't know. Okay? Go research it. Okay. Next slide, please. So we're going to share our thoughts with humility. Respect others with courtesy. These are just some of our ground rules of our communities. And that's a little bit too, too bad. So welcome with open arms fellow believers, and maybe not believers. Maybe, hopefully, some of our folks in our communities are not believers. We don't want them all believers. We want them some unsaved people as well. Okay? Who don't see things the way you do. Woo. Ooh. And don't jump all over them every time they do or say something you don't agree with. Who made you the corrector of the universe? <laughs> if someone has a different opinion than you. Okay? Even when it seems that they are strong on opinions, but maybe weak in their faith department. Who made you super spiritual? Remember, they have their own history to deal with. Treat people, treat, treat each other gently. Gentleness. There's a scripture, I think it's in Philippians, says, let your gentleness be known. We must bear the burden of being considerate of the doubts and fears of others. Okay, so these are, these are some of our ground rules of our, of our communities. Next slide. Is that it? Okay, here we go. Share my faults with honesty. Share my faults. If we live in the light as God is in the light, we can share fellowship with each other. But if we claim to have no sin, we are fooling ourselves and the truth is not in us. And so one thing about us having community and relationship, now maybe you don't do that with the whole community, but maybe you're able to, you build relationship with someone that you can be transparent with and says, you know what, I'm going to allow you to speak into the dark areas of my life. I'm going to allow you, I'm not going to be afraid to open up to you. Come on, how many of you know if we were able to do that and to be able to speak, we wouldn't have sit Someone said to me one time, they said, you're only as sick as your secrets. Think about that. Okay, so admit your faults to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. We must bear the burden of being considerate of the doubts and fears of others. Okay, next slide, please. Share others' problems with sympathy. Okay, help carry each other's burdens in the way you will follow Christ's teaching. As holy people of God has chosen and loved, be sympathetic, kind, humble, gentle, and patient. If one part of the body suffers, all the other parts will suffer with it. 
have you ever stubbed your toe? <laughs> and did you realize that that pain went through your entire body? And you even had some unholy words coming out of you. are like, I thought I was saved and sanctified. And, uh, but come on. You think about the body has many parts and we're, we're, part, of the, we're part of the body. And, but we don't think like this. We don't think because we, we're, we're so independent. We're so self-centered. We're so self-reliant. And then this is helping us to, to change. Okay, next slide, please. Encourage each other with accountability. Okay, and accountability, I'm not talking about legalism. I'm not saying, oh, why didn't you show up? Or, you know, come on, no. Accountability is healthy, but it's through the spirit of what? Humility and love. So let us consider how we may spur one another on. Or that word spur could be stir up. How can you stir up one another on towards love and good deeds? I want us to help each other with the faith we have. Your faith will help me and my faith will help you. So what? We're connected. We're, in, we're accountable. We're coming to an end here, I believe. All right. If uh, Daniel, if you can go ahead and come on back to the to the uh, piano, please. And then all of our, our different leaders, if you can just get into a, maybe a different area, whether it's the foyer or around. And um, as we come to a close of this service, it's not a, a total close, but we have spent a lot of time in preparation and prayer. And this is just the start as we make community a part a vital part of the DNA of Encounter Church as we launch this here in January and it grows into the next month. This is our first semester, January, February, March, and then we'll transition, we'll have a break, and then we pick up again in April and other communities will be established. But what is the purpose of us? It's for us to get closer to each other. So if you can just stand all over the building and I'm gonna pray for you and then we're gonna dismiss. And if I can get somebody at the table in the foyer, some of our leaders in the foyer to handle the, um, the journals as well. Thank you. Thank you, Anna. And uh, I know Patrick and Courtney, their, their uh, community is totally full. They have more, so no one else can join. You can sign up, but you'll have to be on the next rotation. But, uh, but join one of these and get to know someone. Say, I want to I wanna come and hang out at your house or with you or on the Zoom or in person. And it's, only, it's every other week, okay? So it's not like it's even every week. We can all say, I, I can do this. I can be connected to somebody I don't know. I can, I can be a blessing. And so, Lord, we thank you. Even as Pastor Portia shed, shared last week, Lord, the five healthy habits of wise people. Lord, as we shared before in us preparation, Lord, Lord, your word that says your people will be Willing, Lord, there'll be volunteers in the day of your power. Lord, put that willingness in our spirits to say yes to you. Lord, yes to your will, yes to your call upon our life. Lord, that we are better, Lord, being connected to one another. And so bless your people with faith 
bless them with great anticipation and hope that you are willing to do something new inside of us, inside of you, inside of me. Come on, lay and say, Lord, do it, oh God. Say, do it, Lord. Change me, Lord. Change my heart. Change my mind. Change my body. Change my spirit. Change my walk, Lord. Let me come to a new place of health, a new place of strength, a new place of victory, Lord, in every area of my life. Lord, as we come out of this next 90 days, Lord, we're going to be able to look back on the first three months of 2021 and say, Lord, you launched us. Lord, you launched us into a greater place. You launched us into a greater faith. Lord, you launched us into a greater realm of the Spirit and a greater place of influence. Bless your people today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lord, bless you. Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit EncounterJesus.us or search for Encounter Church San Leandro in your app store.